If the love of Jesus is in you, I don't need to say no more. If the love of Jesus is in you, well, let me do it like they did in the old church, then you ought to show some sign. While the blood is still running warm in your veins, if the love of Jesus is in you, somebody can shout out hallelujah, salvation, all praises to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, Prince of Peace, my way out of no way, as they say, my lily in the valley, my bright morning star. Look at your neighbor and say, what a mighty God we serve. No, y'all ain't saying that like you mean it. Look at them, neighbor, what a mighty God we serve. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. Father, it's preaching time. Songs have been sung, gifts have been given. Now, God, we need a word from on high. Let me decrease. Let you increase in me. Hide me behind the throne, O oh God. Let them see your image upon me, hear your voice through me. Father, we ask that you would let this word fall on fertile soil and disrupt stony ground. Circumcise my tongue and my words into righteousness. Lord, bring clarity to scripture and continue to make your word concise. So let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh Lord, I praise you, give you all glory and adoration because you're my strength. And Lord, I love you because you're my redeemer. And the household of faith said, amen. Lord, whatever you're doing this season, please don't do it without me. Don't do it without me. Stay right there. No, no beat. Lord, whatever you're doing this season. Can you just lift up your hands and cry out to the Lord? Say, please don't do it without me. Don't do it without me. Anybody need a healing? Lord, if you're healing, healing in this season, please don't do it without me. Don't do it without me. First Timothy. First Timothy chapter two. With your manuals of life, first Timothy chapter two. First Timothy chapter two, verse if you have verses one through four. If you're able to stand, please stand. If you have it, shout out. Amen. If you're still looking, shout out Bible study. We got room for you. Amen. And it reads, Therefore I exalt, first of all, the supplications, the prayers, intercessions, 
and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peace, peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. The word of God is blessed. You may be seated. I know somebody saying, well, pastor, you gave us this scripture last week. <laughs> but he gave me a twist this week. If you would help me preach on the subject, the topic Pleasing God as a church, knowing the decree of worship. A little lengthy, but powerful. Pleasing God as a church, knowing the decree of worship. My brothers and sisters, when we think of God... And who he is, we often may wonder to ourselves, what use can we be to a man that knows and has it all? The unique thing I like about Christ is that he has chosen to let us help him change the world. He let us... Um, become effective by using activities that all Christians should have or should be using on a daily basis. And that is through worship and through prayer. God uses Apostle Paul and Paul declares that prayer produces powerful results. But then he used Mark, because Mark declares that it's through prayer that we will receive the very thing we ask for. But then Timothy tells us the very God we love and honor. He uses prayer as he stands and mediates on our behalf. But then he shows us how prayer is linked to worship. Because it is an authentic compassion from man when uh, uh, praying, which helps makes his prayer of truth. And we all know what, 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 what the Bible says about worship and what the Bible says about truth. It says that God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Which means man uh, must have a truthful prayer life. And he must be willing to worship while in prayer. And what I like about Paul, Paul declares that when we, we, we present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is a form of spiritual worship. But John declares in John 4, he says, but the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. And I just stopped by on this cold seven below zero Sunday morning to ask the question, can God depend on the church to have some real worship? I mean, some people that didn't just come to make noise, but some people that decided that to give you the things, even what I don't have. In fact, I'm preaching better than some of y'all sounded because this morning when he woke me up, I may not have been feeling well, but now that I made it to the church, I found a second wind. I got an extra push. My legs feel better. My hands feel better. Arthritis ain't even bothering me to that point. Father, whatever 
it is, I want to be able to worship you in spirit and in truth. Why? Because you kept me when I couldn't keep myself. You put food on my table. I'm still preaching and some of y'all ain't tracking. You put clothes on my back. You put money in my pocket. In fact, you didn't create me to worry. You didn't even create me to walk in fear. But you created me to worship in spirit and in truth. Look at somebody say, he created me to worship. Yeah, he, he created me to worship. In this text, we see young, young Timothy, Paul's son in the faith. I, 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 was, I was writing this, and, and this didn't come to me until now. Here it is. I, I want all ministers here and social media to understand. It's not a degrading if your pastor call you his son or daughter in ministry. I, I just really want you to know that because we have gotten to a point once we have received the surtag that we're not connected to man now we're all about God listen it's all right to be holy but the reality reality of it is you had to come in under somebody Y'all just missed that. And sometimes we allow the ways of the world, the actions of people and our desire to be seen and recognized to omit the fact that we are still connected to somebody. Somebody say I'm connected. Uh, yeah, Paul talking to his son in the ministry, Timothy, as he receives these instructions of what he must prepare himself for dealing with the church of Ephesus. Y'all know the church of Ephesus in Revelations chapter 2. You know one of the seven churches that, that John received a letter on. And listen, don't let nobody write a letter on you. Y'all missed that. I mean, if you truly take an examination of Revelations chapter 1, 2, and 3, you'll see it's nothing but letters about the church. Now, let me help some of y'all sanctify. Folks, everybody always want to track or relate themselves as the church. But here it is. Don't let nobody write a letter about you. Yeah, here it is. John received these letters about the church of Ephesus, but Paul is telling him, now listen, you have to remind today's Christians as you get ready to travel to Ephesus about the decree of worship. Why? Because the Bible declares in Revelations chapter 2 that they had forsaken God and they had lost or left from the love that they first had. Now watch this. I know it's Valentine's Day. And you got your love so wrapped up in candy. And little cards. But here it is. Don't you ever lose your love for the one that gave his life for you. See, I, I, I get a little, little nauseous sometimes, Brother Dre, because here it is. We as a people will make more emphasis on a holiday didn't we will on every day, which is the day of the Lord and Thanksgiving? Because here, here it is. Watch this. I want, I want to say this to you real quick, and it ain't on my paper, so it's fresh. While it's on my mind. Listen, listen. Uh, can't no Hershey kisses. Can't no Hallmark card. Can't no stand at home getting my beans and steak together for a good dinner and potatoes for you to come home after church. Can't none of those things treat you like God can Y'all ain't tracking. I didn't mean to bust your bubble, but here it is. Can somebody just testify and say, Reverend, God has been too good for me just to celebrate him one day of the month, one day of the year. In fact, I want to celebrate him 365 days in the year, seven days a week as much as I can because every time I turn around, he just keeps on blessing me. That's love. Tell somebody that's real love. That's real. That's real. That's real love. That's real love. Can't no, can't no Shan Pippola, none of that. Can't none of that make you bubbly for the Lord. 
And here, here it is. Watch this. Watch this. As, as, as Paul talks to Timothy about Ephesus and he tells him that was the church that has lost their love. And now here it is, Timothy. I need you to talk to them. And here it is. That church Ephesus that Timothy is talking to, even our church today, you uh, cyberly and physically, the church today played such an integral part because of where it was located in the city, which I saw something in that. The first thing I saw was this. You never know the influence you have because of your location. Y'all ain't feeling that. Here it is. Some folk don't understand what I'm telling you. Watch this. Don't ever lose your location because of your circumstances. Don't forget where you are in God because of your circumstances, even your mind. He will keep you in perfect peace if you keep your mind stayed upon him. And is there anybody here that can say, Reverend, I still remember whose I am in the midst of all of my troubles, my trials and tribulations. In fact, I'm dealing with some stuff right now. And while I'm dealing with it, he's letting me know you are my child. You are a child of mine and watch this. Whoever the son of man set free. Don't, don't, don't lose your focus. Never, 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 never. You never know the influence that you have. He has designed it for us to be people of substance and flavor. That's why he declares in Matthew chapter five, you are the salt of the earth. Uh, uh, you are the city on a hill that cannot be hidden. You, you are to let your light so shine. And what I want to know today, is there anybody here that just got a little light shining? That after all you've been through this week, somebody can look in and look at you and say, you know what, baby? You made it through the storm and rain. I'm going through the storm right now. And I believe if God did it for you, then I know that he'll do it for me because I no, we all are in Christ Jesus. Look at somebody. I said, "Don't lose your location. Don't lose your location in Christ, church today. Don't lose your location. Don't get so holy to where you slide off the hill." Ah, let me help somebody today. Sometimes we get so holy in the church that we have mudslides with the foundation. Y'all ain't with me. Give me a little more, a little more, just a little bit. Uh, yeah, here it is. Don't get caught up and fall into a mudslide. Many folk are slipping away from the temple. And as Timothy was dealing, getting ready to deal with the people of Ephesus, you had to realize even the Lord recognizes when you fake. In fact, that's why he wrote the letters. It was seven churches acting a plum fool. Don't know how. Look at somebody and say, God got his eyes on you. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't forget your location in Christ. But, but as I was traveling through this lesson, I also saw that never allow your possessions to be that which you worship. Ah, because even when you look in Revelations chapter 2, you'll see that as he speaks to them, this is Timothy getting a warning. As Paul speaks to Timothy, but he tells them his experience about Ephesus. As he speaks to them, he says, here it is. You have begun to in, embrace the behaviors of Nicolaitans. Those who were materialistic. And here it is. I found out that if we worship the very things that we have, we will lose focus on the provider. And so in Revelations, as the Lord was giving the letter to John, but Paul is talking to Timothy now here in 1 Timothy. He says there was a point in Ephesus where the people were so excited for God. But once they got to another level, they forgot all about God. Somebody holler out bougie. Yeah, boo, bougie. Yeah, bougie. Uh, I, I remember how um, um, when I was coming up, yeah, I'm talking to some of y'all now. Uh, you done came in and you done got a little mud on you. Now you done got bougie because you can't be yourself. Uh, I remember coming up as a child and, 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 and um, they took privilege in the materials that they had. 
And y'all know we had those those couches and living room sets, and they would get it was some plastic that was thicker than 3M. And really, they would cover up the furniture so that you wouldn't mess the furniture up. And 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 and, and I understood it. I understood it. But it, it, it got to be too much when mama would put those plastic runners out yeah. on the floor. So don't look at me in that tone because some of y'all still got them plastic runners. You, you, they would put it out uh, over the carpet to think they were protecting the areas of the carpet. And, and so here, here, here it is. They, they would tell you now you can't eat nothing in the living room. Take your shoes off. While you're walking through the house. But you got plastic on the furniture. You got plastic on the carpet. Y'all tracking with me here. And, and, and oftentimes, here it was, when we got older, we noticed that when you looked at the plastic on top of the furniture, the furniture didn't look as appealing as it did when we first got it. I'm just trying to take you back home for a minute. And, and, and often we would see many stains on the plastic because once the body sweats, dirt gets on the plastic. And we would look at the furniture and say, the furniture has a stain. Now watch this. We get a little older. And then when we get a little older, we, we, we don't put plastic on our stuff. And we would invite those same senior saints to the house. And we would often try to be very, very cautious and protective of the things we have obtained. And often you would hear your mama, your daddy say, you better be careful of who you're talking to and be thankful of where you came from. Y'all just missed that. And I don't know if there's anybody here that's been covering up some stuff but ain't forgot where you came from. In fact, God can use us in some messed up situations just to show us that if I brought you to it, I could bring you through it. But don't you ever forget where you got. I wish I had some hog, egg, and cheese eaters in the house, some salami eaters, some sardines and cracker eaters, some Look at somebody say, I ain't forgot where I came from. I ain't bougie. And here it is, you bougie in church right now because it takes the praise team to sing everything in them to just to lift up your hands and say, thank you. You know you wasn't happy this morning. You ain't been happy all week. But when I look back over my life and think about one thing that the Lord has done, the Bible says let everything that has breath, what you should do, praise ye the Lord. Look at somebody say, don't be bougie. Don't, don't be bougie. Don't, don't take, don't allow your possessions uh, to be that which you worship. And let me, let me, let me park right here even in the church. And I ain't even into the text. Here it is. Sometimes we'll take possession of the bench you sitting on. <laughs> Failing to realize that nothing you got, nowhere you sit, is your not even the car with your name on it ain't yours. Don't don't take possession. Don't 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 worship it. And let me help you mothers that love your children so much. You missing your blessing because you worshiping your child and their foolishness. Hello, somebody say help him, Jesus. Yeah, stop worshiping things that God gave you. Because here it is, if God gave it to you, he can take it away. Just be thankful. You ought to be glad you're sitting on somebody else's pew. Y'all will catch that later on. Stop trying to take control of stuff that ain't yours. Uh, yeah, you, 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 you can't even control your hair half the time. That's why you're replacing it so much. You can't even, you can't even keep your hair. That's why you're putting spray dye in it to make sure it looks like. I'm just talking about what I'm talking about. Somebody help me. Uh, somebody say, help him, Jesus. Yeah, stop, stop. 
Stop taking possession of stuff. Stop making it personal because your brain. Let me go. But the first thing I saw in the text, first thing I saw in the text, we're going to get out of here soon. Here it is. The first thing I saw in the text is that when we understand, uh, um, uh, when we're pleasing God as a church that know the decree of worship, the first thing he shows us in the text, you got to learn to pray for people. Text says, therefore, I exalt. Some Bibles say I urge, first of all, that supplication, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men. In, in more words, he's saying there needs to be a church, or while in church, in your worship, you must be willing to make a plea for someone else. And watch this. And not only that, Timothy is saying you not only should make a plea for somebody else, but you ought to be willing to shout. You ought to be willing to stand in the gap for someone and be willing to do it for someone else. Now watch this. I want you to understand when the writer talks about supplication and we talk about worship. Now those are two different things. Uh, The word supplication comes from the Latin word supply care. Supplicare. I'm, I'm breaking the word down. Supply, care, supplicare, um, which means to plead humbly uh, for someone. But in a biblical sense, it means basically we must ask God for a favor for somebody else. See, I, I know you're mad now because nobody ever wants to bless somebody else. Before they get blessed. And here it is, worship. Now, here it is. In the Greek, the word worship is proskuneo, meaning it's an act of attribute, reverence, but it's also meaning bowing in humility, bowing down to God. Mm. So you're telling me, Timothy, that we must pray for everyone. But you're also telling me that I should be willing to shout and I should worship God by standing in the gap for someone else. I mean, aren't you grateful for those that stood in the gap on your behalf? I ain't looking at no prayer products. Are you glad that there are some folk in your life that, that has stood in the gap on your behalf? I believe the Bible says it's the fervent, effectual, fervent prayers of the righteous that have availed much. And I wonder, is there anybody here that can remember when mama and granny and them prayed for you? Had you on their mind, took a little time out from the job and began to pray for you while at the church, the pastor, the deacons, the mother board, the usher boss, the choir, even the minister of music through your name on their lips. And now you can look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm a product of prayer. I wish I had some prayer warriors here, some product of prayer people that can say, I'm so glad that mama prayed for me when she did. Had me on her mind. Now I'm I'm a prayer product. Somebody pray for me. Look at your neighbor and say, somebody pray for me. Yeah, you you can't look at the one sitting next to you because you ain't praying for them. And Timothy said, you got to pray for people. You got to pray for people. And listen here, watch this. When you know the power of prayer, In your worship, church is not church if we're not praying for others. Let me let me say that one more time. If your church is not praying for other people, you might need to sign your name on another dotted line. Watch this true spirit. If we stop praying for folk, then now the spirit ain't true. And it definitely can't be no God in the house. But how many know can say, Reverend, I'm so glad that I joined a church that can pray for me when I can't pray for myself a church that shows me unconditional love even though I might be mean ugly and fictitious because they know the power of prayer look at your neighbor said there's no secret what God can do if he done it for others he'll do it for you look at somebody said keep praying for me keep praying for me keep 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 praying we got to pray for people Uh, the second thing in the text i saw and i'm about to get out your way uh, the second thing is is and this gonna make some of you mad this gonna make some people angry this gonna make some people probably turn in resignation Uh, the second thing in the text says pray for your pastor 
Somebody said, where is that in the text? Look at the text. It says, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. I see the phone lines lighting up right now. I hear the phone. I hear the phone ringing. Sister Teresa, did somebody answer the phone in the hallway? I heard it ringing. Listen, here it is. He suggests that a church that is pleasing to God in worship will pray for their pastor. They should pray for their pastor because of the work that he must do. Listen, the job is a high calling. And it's a great privilege. But can I just share some truth with you? It's a terrible responsibility. Y'all ain't tracking with me this morning. I know somebody saying, why is it terrible? Because it's hard to tell somebody they're wrong and expect them to keep showing you love. I got some Bible readers in the house today. Can, can I open the guilt door? Can I open the guilt door? Some people hate to see the man of God elevated. Before they are. Yeah, I know. Get quiet up in here. Yeah, yeah. But let me let me let me help. Let me let me let me let me let me help you. Let me let me let me help you. Door number two. Some folk get mad. You've been praying for the man of God, but you get mad when the man of God stand on the word of God. I ain't just talking about church. You know your boo thing ain't always been saved. You've been praying, asking God that if he just put that bottle down and get into the church, if he stopped smoking that weed, talking about he got glaucoma, Lord, if you just save him, I know things will get better. If he just stop gambling, if he just stop looking at women, stop buying cars, stop testing lying and start testifying, Lord, I will bless your house. I would even show up when he show up. And some folk don't know when to celebrate because when God pulls you out of the mud, when God sets your feet on solid ground how many know you got a new dance you got a new shirt you ain't saved then because some folk can testify i ain't always been saved but i thank god he blessed me when he did yeah 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 door. that says yeah door door number two is dangerous listen Timothy was dealing with people that that would be dealing with people that would had had been dealing with people that was false representations of Christ and Paul was trying to get him there that's why it's so important that you pray uh, for your pastor because here it is every preacher ain't the same But every church is expected to pray for every preacher. Let me say that one more time. Every preacher ain't the same. But every church is expected to pray for the preacher. Let me, let me help you one more time. I'm a, let me put it in ghetto fashion. Every preacher ain't a pimp. Every preacher ain't a drug dealer. Every preacher ain't a whoremonger. He don't steal money, but every church should pray for every pimp, every whoremonger, every... Let me stay safe. Why? Because if the preacher can look back into your black book, he'll see many things that you've been testifying about, telling folk you've been testifying. But look at your neighbor and say, I'm so glad that it was his amazing grace. How sweet it sounds that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Look at your neighbor and say, I was blind. But now I can see. Look at him say, it's my obligation to pray for the preacher. It's your obligation to pray for your pastor. That's your worship. Your worship becomes for real when you start praying for the man of God. Listen, somebody sitting here now. Why do I got to pray for him for a peaceful and quiet life? Let me help you real quick. Because the pastor prays for stuff that you can't handle. <laughs> Y'all just... 
I know y'all don't love me. That's why I pray for you. Here it is. Here it is. The pastor prays for things you can't handle. Let me, let me, can I get a little deeper? With your true spirits. Y'all got so many deep spirits. Y'all then got so deep on me that I'm just trying to figure out if I'm in the right place. Here it is. He's praying for things that you can't handle because here it is. The Bible says that until we, we're dealing with some things, the immaturity of the saints come out when there's extent of circumstances. And so here it is. Timothy was dealing with people that had dealt with the king Nero. Now watch, Nero was one that tried to use Christians as an escape goat. But amongst themselves, I know I got some readers, somebody hollering, show did. Here it is. But amongst themselves, they became barbarians. Y'all tracking with me. They begin to eat and cut each other up and serve to the animals. Now watch this. Don't that sound like church where some folk will cut you up, cut you down, dice you down side to side and throw you into the wolves here it is that's why you pray for your preacher because there's some moments where immaturity comes out you know you ain't always been saved sometimes you be wanting to say some words that ain't biblical it ain't nothing but and because you are praying for the preacher here it is people don't understand when you pray for the preacher then things we learn how to handle that's why paul says until you come into the faith the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the son of god becoming mature attaining the whole measure of the fullness of christ then you will no longer be tossed like children back and forth with every sound doctrine that's why you can't get saved some Somebody telling you to walk around the building seven times, naming and claiming. And the Bible says all you have to do is ask in his name and it shall be given to you. Sometimes you have to know the word in order to speak the word. But that's why you pray and you thank God for your preacher because it's in the word. When the preacher is preaching the gospel, he helps your life be better. He loves your life be peaceable. In fact, you can lay at night and cry. Why? Because the preacher's up crying for you. You can lay down and don't worry about getting up. Why? Because the preacher's praying, God, please let him get up despite of what they done look at somebody and say i'm gonna pray for my pastor <sighs> yeah yeah listen here ah, the saints i got a little bit on that the saints should be willing and excited to pray for the shepherd ah, Praying for the shepherd because here it is. Watch this. The, 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 he's praying against the storms that comes unexpectedly. Well, it, it's in the text. The text says, uh, you, 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 you're praying for peaceable living and then the godliness and reverence. It's right there in the text. It says, for the kings and all those that have authority that they may lead a quiet and peaceable, peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. Watch this. In order to, to appreciate them, in order to be led by them, you have to have seen them or be in his presence. Watch this. I'm young, but I got an old spirit. Y'all amen that, huh? huh but I remember, I, I don't know if y'all are here with me, but I remember coming up as a little kid, I found it exciting to be in the presence of the pastor. It was some type of joy because it seemed, I, I, I know I might've been mad because he got the chicken first. But it was some type of joy uh, because of the pastor's presence. It was a, a good feeling that whenever he was around, it was like some type of comfort for my soul. I, I mean, I don't know about you. You know, my imaginary mind takes me so far back because there was times when I could come around my pastor and I feel like I could not be harmed by anybody. Y'all, y'all, 
And, 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 and here it is. It, it, was, it was the fact that it, I knew in my heart of hearts that he was in the presence of God. And it seemed like if he was in the presence of God, if I was in his presence, good things would always happen to me. I, I mean, y'all looking at me like you ain't never went out to eat with me and they didn't pay for your food. I mean, I'm just being honest, but you have to think about this. It's good to be in the presence of your pastor because there are blessings in the presence of your pastor. Okay, you ain't tracking with me. Second King chapter four. There was a woman and her husband that had been feeding the prophets. Second King chapter four. When you get home, read it on your own. He, 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 he had been coming to the city. The wife and the husband had chose to feed him and put him up whenever he came in town. One day the wife went to the husband and said, you know what? We need to make him a room. Make him a room that he'll have a place to stay. So when he comes to town, he can not only eat with us, he can sleep in our house. Now, I know some of y'all men say, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What you mean, make him a room? But she told him in 2 Kings chapter 4, she said, let us make a prepare room for the preacher. When he comes, he can be with us. He can stay in the house. So the Bible declares that every time the prophet would come to town, he would stay with this particular family. To one day, the family had lost their son. And the mother remembered the presence of the preacher being in her house. And then the Bible declares that she went looking for the preacher. She found the preacher. The preacher said, what can I do for you? She said, listen, my son is dead. I need life back into my son. The preacher remembered what the woman and her husband did for him. And he spoke a word and the child was blessed. Okay, y'all still not feeling me. Okay, 1 Samuel chapter 16, David, the shepherd boy, the chosen one. He had to be in their presence for them to recognize he was the chosen one. But he was down tending to the dirty sheep. And while he was down to the sheep, God had a plan for him. But he had to be in the presence of the people so they could see the plan that he had for him. Okay, you're still not tracking with me. Second Chronicles chapter 20, King Jehoshaphat. The Bible declares that there was a war. There was rumors of war coming upon him. But the Bible says he sought the face of God. And while in their presence, the Holy Spirit came upon him. Okay, y'all still not tracking with me. Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Let's track down on verse number four. Yea, though I walk through the valleys and shadows of death I will fear no evil why because thou art with me it's something about being in the presence of God because when God is present something is about to happen what are you saying Reverend sometime you just gotta thank God for the presence of your pastor because at least you know if can't nobody get a prayer through maybe my pastor can in fact if nobody can talk to Jesus maybe my pastor can and how many know when God is present good things has to happen I was glad when they said unto me let us go into the house of God why because it's a preach word there perhaps the pastor's preaching he's got something to say and how many know when God's word come out it never comes back forward in fact it'll fill your empty cup anybody here had your cup filled after getting a word from your shepherd catch your neighbor and say you got to be thankful for your pastor I know there's some folk mad now they mad reverend they mad but here it is here it is here it is real quick when it says when it says you pray for your pastor Watch this. The Bible declares. I'm, I'm stuck there for a second, so you might as well sit down for me. Ain't no more Super Bowl. We got enough men to wipe the snow off your car. Here it is. Watch this. It's not the fact that you're praying for a man. You're praying for the spirit that dwells within him. And here it is. The job becomes a terrible responsibility because some folk really try to pull a different spirit out your shepherd. 
Help me, Jesus. And sometimes we need to recognize if you expect your shepherd to be holy and acceptable unto God, what in the world you think you need to be? You not only need to be holy and acceptable, but you need to walk on tender mercies because there's some things that can happen that the shepherd can make happen in your life. It's some people the shepherd can wipe out off this world. In fact, the Bible says you just put that name in the Bible in Proverbs and it says, take no thought on the ones that will mess with you because I'll cut them off just like I cut the grass off. You need to be careful. Look at somebody said, be careful. I ain't threatening you. I'm just talking to you. I'm, I'm, I'm just talking to you. But lastly, in the text, it says, here it is. It says in the text, um, uh, Prayer is pleasing to God. That's what the text says. It says, this is good and, and pleases God, our Savior. Um, because when we follow the instructions, that's what the text says. When we follow the instruction, now, now watch this, watch this. I, I know I know somebody said, well, Reverend, you skipped a part. You skipped a part when it said, and, 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 and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. You skip that part because you normally will walk the whole scripture. But here it is. When you're praying, it's pleasing to God. Because now watch this. You're praying to God, asking God to keep you in all type of godly manner. But here it is. You give reverence to God for his ability. Y'all just missed that. I mentioned to you about supplication. I mentioned to you about worship. And here it is. It's through prayer is when you see God's capabilities. Okay, y'all ain't feeling me. Okay, here it is. Isn't it good to know that you can do something to please God? I believe Psalm 133 and 1 said how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And the scripture also says he dwells. He dwells. He inhabits the praise of the saints. See, inhabits means dwell. That's where he at. And here it is. Praying is pleasing to God because now you, you, you please God. And he'll be pleased with the work and your obedience and your act of love. And whatever the Bible says in 1 John 3, whatever we ask, we receive of him because we kept his commandments. And that is what pleases him. Now watch, I'm looking at the text. I'm saying, Paul, why are you telling Timothy all this? You already spoke to the folk. They should have listened because you're Apostle Paul. If I use my own uh, sanctified theological imagination, I believe Paul was telling Timothy, the people ain't the same. They don't pray like they used to. Preachers don't preach like they used to. The choir don't sing like they used to. The deacons don't pray like they used to. The ushers don't usher like they used to. The nurses don't take care of folk like they used to. The choir ain't singing none of the old good old to hard hymns like they used to. He says, I got to prepare you. Because I don't want you to be in fear when you walk into the place of worship in Ephesus. Because the only, the only way Ephesus will be a church is if the church follow the instructions of worship. And it must be some prayer and worship in order for God to come in the house. Y'all ain't tracking with me. Here it is. The goal of the church is to do our best to disclose and give out all the information we possibly can to help save souls. Why? Because it pleases God. That's what the scripture says, that when we are soul seekers, then we can please God because when we bring a soul to the kingdom, that's one less that the enemy can go at that's going to go after. I mean, Paul tells us as he talks to Timothy, I'm getting ready to leave y'all. As he talks to Timothy, he wants to remind the church because a church that followed the instructions will go to God in prayer during worship. That is, 
a church that works, but also find joy in worship and praying because it's through the prayers which can help save the soul. In fact, it's through prayer that will heal this land. Bible says, if my people who are called by my name will pray, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive them of their sins and heal the land. And maybe somebody can be grateful because of the worship at church. Why? Because there's some folk at church that's going to pray for me. There's some folk at church that when they get down on their bending knees, they don't mind adding my name to the list of sinners. In fact, there's some people at the church that will include me in their worship because some people need to understand somebody's always worse off than you and that's why when we come together as a church we must be willing to follow the instructions of worship the reason why we follow the instructions of worship because the bible declares in the last verse <clears throat> That if we follow the instructions of worship, it is the purpose to save souls. But God, he becomes pleased with the work of man. Somebody saying, Reverend, why are you talking about worship? And you included yourself. You included people. But you didn't say nothing about me the reason why I included myself and I didn't say your name right away because I don't know your story I don't know all the things you've been through and somebody look at your neighbor and say I can't even feel your pain can I get a witness today you don't understand what I had to go through just to get here. And listen, I didn't say your name because I'll never understand your story. But I know that if I say this to you, I'll get one and I'll make two. I've been through too much. I've been through long too much. Uh, not to worship him is there anybody here that can put worship on your lips and think of somebody that's been through more than what you've been through and say Lord I'm clapping my hands on behalf of my child I'm clapping my hands on behalf of my husband I'm clapping my hands on behalf of Mama Nim. I'm clapping my hands on behalf of Pookie and Ray Ray. I'm clapping my hands on behalf of myself because I got to put them first and then I'll bring up the rear because the Bible says the first shall be last and the last shall be first. We serve a God who is the Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and the end. Can I get somebody that can testify, that can say with me, it makes no difference where you place me in worship. God will. He'll be right there. Won't he be in the front? He'll be in the middle and he'll be in the back. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, tell them neighbor, I'm worshiping on your behalf. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what you're going through. 
don't know how long you've been crying, drinking tears for water. But one thing I do know, if the Lord done it for me, I'm clapping because he's about to do it for you. Do me one more favor. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor. Tell him, neighbor. worship him the way I do because I've been praying and you've been praying and a breakthrough is coming your way is there anybody here looking for a breakthrough is there anybody here yeah looking for a breakthrough look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor neighbor when I woke up this morning, I had you on my mind. I took a little time and I prayed for you. I prayed for your safe travels. I prayed that you could make it. Because the Bible says, where there's two or three gathered together, touching and agreeing, how many know he will be in the midst? Look at another neighbor and tell your neighbor tell them neighbor this morning when i rose yeah i didn't have no doubt that the lord he will take care of you can i get somebody to look at your neighbor one more time i know you might think they look like they're gonna rob you because of the mask but tell your neighbor this joy that I have. The world didn't give it. Look at your neighbor and say the world can't take it away. Let me tell you what pleases the Lord. When we know what God has done for you and you worship him in spirit and truth. I know somebody saying, what did he do? One Friday, they took him up on the cross. They called Calvary. They hung him high. They stretched him wide. Y'all know what he did. He died. Hey, didn't he die from the sixth to the ninth hour? He hung right there. He didn't stay dead. He died before lunch. He was buried before dinner. But look at your neighbor and tell him, neighbor, Sunday morning, he got up with power. Power. Look at him one more time and tell him, neighbor, I'm worshiping because you got power. He got power in heaven and earth in the palm of his hands that same power yeah stay right there he gives it to you now you can speak life over yourself you can speak death in your with your tongue but how many know you can speak healing in your own life touch yourself and tell yourself tell himself a breakthrough is coming your way a breakthrough is coming your way can i get somebody just to lift up your hands and say i'm so glad i got worship in my spirit because i want to please the god that i serve i got a question i want to ask you ain't he all right y'all fool me now ain't he all right have you tried him and know he's all right look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor weeping me endure for a night but john john y'all don't mind i didn't got happy john can i holler one time john it's gonna come in the morning anybody got a shout ain't he all right have you tried him 
anybody gonna praise him anybody gonna worship him in spirit and in truth look at your neighbor one more time and just look him right in the face and tell him neighbor be not dismayed whatever the time now I want you to jump for this one tell him God will God will take care of you won't it do it say yes say yes he will Ain't he alright? Don't fool me now. I'm trying to let it go. But just look at your neighbor and tell him, neighbor, I worship the way I do. No, you ain't looking at it. Because you should be ready to dance when I say this. Tell him, neighbor, the reason why. You got to say it sanctified. Say the reason why I worship like I do. Wasn't supposed to look this good after all I've been through. But tell your neighbor, God is, yeah, God is, and he all right. Come on, if you if you're pleasing God in your worship, come on, let's celebrate Him. Pleasing God as a church, knowing the degree, decree of worship. <laughs> 